0: Welcome to The Witch Money Podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm your host, Lucia Ariano, and here's what's coming up this week.
1: Well, I think travel insurers are much more fleet of foot than many people would, uh, would think they are. They are continually looking at their policies, looking at the cover they offer, looking at limits of cover that they provide.
2: We contacted 71 travel insurers. We looked at 199 of their policies and we assigned each a policy score.
3: We always get a hardcore. Around 19, 20% say yes, I have traveled overseas and the last want months without insurance. And we're always curious about why you're doing it.
0: It may seem strange to be talking about overseas travel while we're in the midst of a heat wave, but with the summer holidays around the corner and all the recent coverage on airport queues and airline strikes, this week we'll be talking about all things travel insurance. We've got the latest research from Which on the best and worst policies, plus heaps of advice on what's covered, what's not, and what you should be paying. And for this, I'm joined by none other than the WITCH insurance expert, Dean Sobers. Thank you for joining us, Dean.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Well, Dean, since the pandemic, many of us, including myself, have longed for a foreign holiday. You know, I was lucky enough to head to Italy a couple of weeks ago for a wedding that should have happened two years ago, which does actually speak volumes, I think. And actually, except for a few more people wearing masks, there wasn't that much difference. Dean, have you managed to head abroad yet so far this year?
2: Uh, yeah, I've actually just come back from Portugal, I uh, just spent a week nice. um, in, in Lisbon. Um, and kind of like with, with your experience, you um, yeah, it was pretty, you know, it felt pretty normal, um, aside from, you know, having mm. to wear masks on public transport and stuff. And it was um first time I was able to get out of the country in two years, so it was uh, no. it was very much needed, change of scene. Um, did find it a bit of a mission getting back into the UK, though. Really? Yeah, we had delays at Gatwick, so basically we um, we flew back to Gatwick and they didn't have any steps ready for the plane, so we had to, we had to sit on the runway for an hour, waiting oh. for steps to come to the plane and for... Um, buses to get us into the terminal.
0: Oh, it's it's awful, isn't it? Well, we'll talk about delays and when you might be able to claim later on in the show. But rewinding back then, it's safe to say that when the pandemic hit, it was most definitely a a tumultuous time for travellers and also for travel insurance, with many providers refusing to pay out. I saw a story in the Eye this week that said there was a whopping 157% rise in policy complaints to the Financial Ombudsman Service in 2020. But now, two years on, how have policies changed? Do, do most cover COVID now? But, but also, with so many COVID measures now ended, is it something we really need?
2: Um, so the the good news is that uh, that most uh, do cover COVID to some extent now. So last um, month when we looked at the market, um, all of the policies that we examined, so it was 199 of them, um, all cover COVID to some extent. Um, but the thing mm. to note is that the degree of cover varies quite a bit. So, you know, one end of the spectrum, the minimum level of cover um, that you'll get for COVID is cover for uh, emergency medical expenses if you get sick with COVID while you're traveling. Even that wasn't always the case. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when when um, when the pandemic uh, started a couple of years ago, a number of providers basically either yanked their all their policies off the market or basically just had blanket exclusions against COVID-19 or pandemics and things like that so there was no cover at all with some providers mm-hmm. um, but over time they've been restoring elements of cover that, that that they'd removed what most providers seem to offer now is that they will provide both that um, emergency medical cover um, but they will also give you a degree of cancellation cover if you have to cancel because of COVID so that can be you know if you test positive just before you're supposed to trap just before you intended to travel so you can't travel you can claim your money back if you can't recoup it any other way and also, you know, if you have to self-isolate because you're a close contact uh, with someone, mm. and then kind of at the at the upper the upper tier, so this is like the top five percent of policies, um, they will uh, give you additional cancellation cover if something that's kind of a wide-scale event happens. So, for instance, mm. if there's a government lockdown, which means you can't leave your house when you when you plan to travel, um, or if there's FCDO advice against you travelling to to your destination to address your second point whether it's something you need it's um like a lot of things it's with with insurance it's a matter of personal choice you kind of need to um weigh up you know Mm -hmm. how likely you think an event is to to happen that that might mean that you you have to change your travel plans and then also think about how much you stand to lose if you have to cancel your travel at the last minute um I'd say when it comes to COVID cover, I mean, you know, we're still, we're still in a, you know, an actual wave of, of, um, of infections at the moment. People are still getting COVID and it's, it's, it's meaning that they're having to change plans at the last minute.
0: Well, it's, it's certainly good to hear that most policies do cover COVID now, at, at least to some extent. But I still find it kind of bonkers that they didn't always really. And then this is something Malcolm Tarling from the Association of British Insurers has been telling us about. Here he is on how the industry has been adapting.
1: Well, I think travel insurers are much more fleet of foot than many people would uh, would think they are. They are continually looking at their policies, looking at the cover they offer, looking at limits of cover that they provide. First, we had the worldwide uh, COVID pandemic, which nobody in their wildest dreams could have predicted, and insurers had to react to that. They had to look at their policies carefully to see what cover they could provide in respect of COVID. For example, if you travel abroad and need emergency medical treatment, that is COVID COVID related, then on travel policies issued by our ABI members will continue to offer to cover you, albeit that some, many policies in fact will not cover COVID if you need to cancel because it's a a known um, eventuality. And also they need to look at uh, disruption and cancellations, which have been much in the news recently. And sadly, I think over the, as we build up to the peak summer holiday season, that is going to be a a defining characteristic of travelling abroad at the moment I'm afraid. Some policies and some providers are now offering what's called disruption cover as part of your travel insurance which may be included or you may be able to purchase as an add-on that, m- that may be able to cover you for compensation if you first cannot claim it from any other sources such as the uh, your travel arranger or your airline.
0: It's an important point Malcolm makes at the end there about claiming and later in the show we'll cover the other protections out there for holidays and flights uh, as Malcolm mentions but for now let's stick with travel insurance and get into the latest research from which on the best policies out there. As you'd expect it's a huge piece of research that really requires getting down into the small print. So Dean talk us through the key things we were looking for
2: so back in may um, and june uh, we contacted 71 uh, travel insurance providers um, and we rated 199 of their policies um, and we gave each one a a policy score Uh, now the policy score is basically a percentage score uh, going from 0 to 100 Um, the higher that score the more comprehensive we think the policy is um, and the way that we came up with that score is we looked at 61 areas of cover um, of each policy and we gave it points in each of those areas, uh, depending on how well it compares to the rest of the market. So, you know, these areas include things like um, how well you'd be covered in medical emergencies, um, how much you can claim for if you have to cancel your trip or return early and under what circumstances you can you can make those claims, um, if your policy could be of use, if you encountered delays um, and so on.
0: It's obviously always so important to, to choose the right cover, but with the flight cancellations and delays filling the headlines at the moment, it feels also very relevant um, as well. So, So here's the big question, which policies topped our ranking and why did they rate so highly?
2: So the the two policies that topped our, our table um, were actually parts of packaged accounts um, offered by Barclays Bank and HSBC. And they both had scores of 86%. Um, for a bit of context, context, that compares to an average of 63%. Mm. Um, now, one of the things that they stood out Um, on was that they were, uh, their policies were two of just nine, that's out of that 199 uh, that we gave a complete rating to for COVID cover. Now that means that you can claim um, for emergency medical care if you get COVID while you're traveling. Uh, You can also claim if you can't go on your trip because you've tested positive or you've been instructed to self-isolate. And you can also claim if you can't travel because of larger scale government action that's related to COVID. You know, buying a travel insurance through a packaged account isn't going to be the most cost effective or practical option for everybody. The highest scoring standalone policy was from Tesco and it was the premier policy which got 80 percent We also looked at providers that specialise in covering people with pre-existing medical conditions, uh, medical specialists, and the two that did the best out of that group um, were uh, one from Saga, uh, its travel insurance policy, and that got 73%, and then AllClear's platinum policy, which got
0: 72%. And how much would one of these standalone top policies set you back?
2: So the two top scoring policies um, are kind of the easiest to price um, because they're it's, it's basically the price of the packaged account. So with Barclays Bank, the account is £150 a year. Um, with HSBC, the account is £234 a year. So that's, pr- that's quite pricey. And you might have to pay even more if you have a pre-existing medical condition. Um, obviously, it's important to note that you're not that money isn't just for the travel insurance you're also paying for the accounts and you're also there are also going to be other products that come with it like breakdown cover um so kind of as i I said before this this isn't necessarily going to be the most cost effective choice for everyone um with the other policies the standalone policies it actually it's all personally priced so um what you So what you will pay will depend on your age, uh, your medical history, and also where you're traveling to. Um, Yes, one thing to note is that um, each of the providers that I've kind of named, um, well, sorry, each of the standalone providers that I've named, they do offer cheaper alternatives um, to those higher scoring ones that aren't as comprehensive. And it's worth um, kind of bearing that in mind because with our scores, we're trying to highlight where different policies and providers sit in comparison to the rest of the market. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, the highest scoring policy is going to be the best choice for for you. So, you know, for example, if your holiday costs a few hundred pounds, you're probably not going to benefit from um, from having 10,000 pounds of cancellation cover. You basically have to um, look around for a product that that really suits your specific needs.
0: And Dean, can we go back to, to strikes now, which published that four in 10 policies don't cover holidays cancelled owing to strikes last week. It's something that will be at the forefront of many people's minds when they're booking insurance at the moment. So, so what levels of protection are out there when it comes to cancellations and delays?
2: Yeah, so um, most policies uh, do have some level of cover for delays and disruption. Um, and that includes you know, so this will include uh, cover for uh, expenses like food or accommodation if your departure is held up, um, and also if your luggage is delayed, um, and you know you, you kind of need to buy extra clothes or toiletries or medication or something like that. And you will also, with most policies, be allowed to make what 's called an abandonment claim um, or it 's a type of cancellation claim that you can make if you are delayed at the airport for you know for a certain period of time. It might be twelve hours or twenty four hours depending on the policy um, and you call it quits, you decide to abandon the trip. Most policies, uh, 92% of policies um, will also have missed departure cover, which will pay out if transport delays cause you to miss an outgoing flight. Um, however, only 77% of policies extend this cover to returning flights, and just 72% cover connecting flights. So again, this is all kind of small print stuff. Um, we also found that kind of as you as you noted earlier that, that only 60% cover industrial strikes.
0: Well, while we're on this subject, let's take a quick break and we'll be back after this. Hello, Grace here, the host of Witch Investigates. After two successful series last year, the Chart Topping podcast is back, investigating the issues impacting your everyday life. We'll have new episodes every fortnight, starting on Monday the 18th of July, as we uncover the truth behind the claims you see in the media all being shared on social, whether that be about the products you use or some of the stories hitting the headlines. Here's an idea of what's on the way very soon.
2: We really want consumers to be able to trust the SPF they see on the side of the bottle.
0: The Energy Savings Trust found that if you turn your thermostat down by one degree, you can save about 10% on your annual energy bills.
3: There are hundreds of thousands of people's flights who have been cancelled. At Manchester Airport, the police had to turn up to tell some people their holidays had been cancelled.
0: Episodes are out on Mondays and available wherever you get your podcasts. It's so good to have The Witch Investigates podcast back. Do do make sure you subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of their new episodes. Now, before we hear more from Dean, we've also been speaking with Sean Tipton from ABTA, the Association of British Travel Agents. Here he is on how crucial insurance can be during the current travel chaos.
3: It's incredibly important to take out travel insurance uh, when you're travelling overseas. I mean, We see horror stories every year. um, uh, It's particularly important if you're talking about uh, having an accident or falling ill on holiday. I mean, I remember one situation I had with this poor young girl a few years ago who had hired a moped. She had a bad accident. Her leg was broken. Was pretty horrific, the sight of it. She wasn't insured for that. She did, actually did have insurance. She just didn't wasn't insured to ride a moped. This year, it's even more important because, in fact, first of all, we still have COVID as an issue, and that's something that could affect your holiday plans. And secondly, with the disruption that we're seeing, at airports and with certain um, airlines as well. I mean, that could be an issue there. Mostly it's actually the responsibility of the airline if they cancel your flight, but give you a quick scenario where insurance would be an issue. If you had your airline canceled your flight, they weren't able to find your replacement, which they should do, but they haven't always been successful in that. If you had not booked a package holiday and had other services such as accommodation, car hire, which you're unable to use, you'd almost certainly get a cancellation charge for that. That is something which a good quality insurance policy should cover you for.
0: He also shared Abta's own findings on the number of people heading abroad uninsured.
3: Well, we found a hardcore of people over the years. We asked them basically, have you travelled overseas in the last 12 months? Yes. Okay. Did you travel uninsured? And we always get a hardcore, around 19, 20% say, yes, I have travelled overseas in the last 12 months without insurance. And we're always curious about why are you doing it? And they come up with three reasons. First of all, don't want to spend the money. Okay. Secondly, that's a very false economy, potentially. Secondly, uh, I'm prepared to take the risk. OK. And thirdly, this is my favourite one. Because this is such a misunderstanding. Uh, the foreign office will pay my medical expenses if I fall ill or have an accident. And that is certainly not the case. And with insurance being pretty competitive, it's not that expensive. I mean, really, if you end up having to sell your house or your parents having to sell their house to cover your medical bills to say 40 or 50 quid. Well, that's not a situation I'd like to be in.
0: Dean, can we also give a nod here to these other protections we've been hearing about today that you should be aware of when travelling, whether that be booking a packaged holiday or protection that comes with some airlines?
2: Yeah, so one thing that's um, that's that's always important to to kind of acknowledge is that travel insurance isn't the only protection that you have. It's not the full picture when it comes to um, to protecting against things that can go wrong with your holiday. There are some other powerful protections that many travellers have access to. It's worth knowing about these because insurers basically want to be the last uh, the last person that you go to they want to be kind of the safety net um, and generally they won't pay out for things if you haven't tried other you know other routes of recovering um, any lost money first um so one um mm. one one protection that a lot of travelers have is called atoll protection um, and that basically applies if you have bought a packaged holiday. Um, that includes flights from an atoll-protected firm. Um, and basically what this means is that if that firm goes bankrupt, then you will get your money back. And you'll also be flown back to the UK if that happens while you're on holiday. Another uh, form of protection um, that a lot of travellers will have is um, is comes under section 75 of the Consumer Credit Act, and this basically applies if you've paid um, by credit card for your holiday. Um, what this basically means is that if you've paid for a service with a credit card and that service costs more than 100 pounds and less than thirty thousand pounds, and that service isn't provided as advertised, um, then you can claim that money back from your card supplier. If the seller, so for instance, the holiday company, a hotel, something like that, doesn't refund you itself,
0: it's a good one to fall back on, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's a really, yeah, it's really, it's a really good one to fall back on. Another protection uh, that is kind of similar to this. Um, can come from your bank Uh, so banks basically have similar schemes that help you recover money for services that haven't been fulfilled as paid for um, and these are known as chargeback Um, chargeback can be used to uh, recover debit and and prepaid card payments as well as credit card payments below 100 pounds there's a slight difference this isn't exactly um as comprehensive as Section 75 cover, um, Mm. because banks aren't actually legally bound to do this in the same way that credit card providers are. So the credit card protection is preferable. But if you don't have that, um, you should you should try you try reclaiming money through your bank.
0: All oh, well, super useful stuff to know when you're, you're booking a holiday. Uh, and finally, Dean, then to finish, can we bring it back to insurance and, and some final advice to find the right policy? As, as we've talked about, it always comes back to getting down into the small print. So, so did you find any surprises we should be watching out for?
2: So we say this all the time, um, but it's it's just really important to, to check the small print, um, mm. the policy wording, before buying the cover. I think something that catches a lot of people out is that when it comes to cancellation in particular, the vast majority of policies are written on what's called a specified risks basis. And what this basically means is that the insurer lists the specific causes or circumstances that they will cover. And if something's not on that list, it's automatically excluded so in practice what this can mean is that for example um, delays or cancellations that are caused by staff sickness aren't covered if staff sickness isn't specifically listed or doesn't come under something broader that is on the list Um, now the fact is it's just it's going to be easy to miss these sorts of things because we don't all walk around with like exhaustive lists in our heads of everything Mm. that could conceivably go wrong with our travel to check against the policy wording. However, what you can do as a kind of a midway measure is to um, have a think about the things that you would expect from your travel insurance policy um, and that you want to be covered. Um, And then just basically check the policy wording to confirm that these things are actually covered. Um, And if it's ambiguous, contact the insurer to double check.
0: Thank you so much to Dean for coming on the show today and to you for listening to this week's episode of the Witch Money podcast. If you have any questions you'd like us to cover um, on the podcast or even dedicate an episode to, then please do let us know in the comments wherever you're listening to the podcast or drop us an email at podcast at Please do also subscribe to the show to make sure you catch us again next week. And for more money news and advice, find us on social media at whichmoney and online at witchcouk forward slash money. This episode of the Witch Money podcast was produced by Rob Lilly with additional support from Ian Aikman and Grace Witherden.